This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I don't like I get what he's trying to say, but I agree with you. The like I've always really liked you. It just feels like a lot to say in the beginning. Yeah. That if you're just like, hey, like I've had a great time, XYZ, uh, I'm interested in, in you, like I'd love to get a drink sometime. Uh or like, I don't know, I guess use the D word and like go on a date. I feel like that Yeah, I feel like if you're if you say like it's a date in there somewhere, yeah. That makes it like I'm not trying to hook up with you. Or Option B, go get a drink with him Friday and don't fuck him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, like, that's so easy. Like, yeah. everybody welcome back to shooters gotta shoot i am your co-host erica spira and i'm molly demillier and today we are talking about one of the chapters from a book recommended by our fans called make your move by john berger isn't john berger the name of the guy in sex in the city oh i don't think his Was first name is john but it's berger okay like b-u-r yeah okay. like a- <laughs> Yeah. I think it might be a J name, though. It may be. I don't I know. know. I'm blanking. Uh, I was like, oh, what a pen name. Right? <laughs> um, so the chapter we're going to be talking about from his book is called The Make Your Move Offline Dating Challenge. So basically, real life yeah. dating challenge. Okay. I like it. I don't know about you, but I just, I haven't even had time to be on the apps lately. I haven't had much time either. No, yeah. It's tough. It's it's very, very tough. So I'm liking some of these like real life tips out in the mm-hmm. wild. We're busy. We're out there. Let's put them to use. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, It kind of how I interpreted this chapter when I first read it was, oh, this is like build an in real life roster. But we always talk about building a roster of like, oh, as you hook up with people, keeping them around. But no one ever talks about like, hey, build a potential roster to date. Yeah. It's not really like a roster. It's almost like a wish list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because he wants you to rank them. Which yeah, it does feel like a little gross, but you should have a priority of people. You should know uh-huh. the amount that you like somebody versus someone else. Because I think that's how you assess a decision. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I I just I think it's fun. Yeah, I think it's a fun challenge. Are, I, do you think you're gonna do this challenge? I might. I think honestly, I think I naturally do the ranking like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think everybody does. But uh, yeah, I might give it a try. Yeah, I, I, I might try it. Yeah. Why not? I think I won't delete the apps, as he says in the very beginning. Yeah. Because just already I'm not on them too much. Right. But I think just making this list of people you potentially know or kind of know, uh, I think could help. Yeah, I think so too. And he gives some good tips on how to do it that I mm-hmm. will talk about it more as we get into the chapter. But I think it honestly will spark people that you just wouldn't even have thought of and be like, oh my God, he's a great dude. Yeah, I do. I do something similar to when I try to write new comedy jokes Mm -hmm. of I have this notebook and I call it an ideas notebook. Okay. And I'll just sit and start to think of just like, what are things that have happened to me or like things I've been a part of or places Mm -hmm. I've been like 
and you just get your mind in this this area of remembering and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're like frantically writing things right like it you just get on a roll and you're like oh my god and i forgot about this and i forgot about that <laughs> and, the, and right there i feel like it's the same for people okay of like yeah. you could suddenly get on that roll of like if you start just going through certain parts of your life like think mm -hmm. like just if, but if you even start with like work and you're like uh, okay yeah. every place i've worked let me just write down every person I've worked with. Well, because it's also, like, what is it? Like, the certain degrees of separation? Yeah, it's like seven degrees of separation yeah, or something. Yeah, six like, degrees. I don't know. Yeah, it's six like... Six or seven. I'm in yeah. the ballpark. <laughs> six and a half, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you and basically, like, everybody else. There's only, like, a little bit of separation between you. It's yeah. basically, like, the theory. So it's like, 100%. if you think about, like, all the people that you work with and then their network. So it's like, mm -hmm. it doesn't even necessarily have to be someone in your office exactly you know it can be friend of a friend kind of thing yeah it's like you're making your own like is that called like a spider web you did like yeah. at school yeah right? where each thing just branches off yeah yeah or almost oh. like a family tree <laughs> it's just it's just a tree of dicks you know <laughs> just shooting off like sperm on every side <laughs> yeah you're like where are all the dicks i know and how are they connected and how can I get to them? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's bad. That sounds like a that sounds like a great map. <laughs> That's definitely what you're gonna draw. I know I'm gonna find it in the kitchen. I'm a visual learner, so handwriting this type of list or tree would probably work really well. For me. And that uh, psychic that I think was a crock of shit still would agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> she was all for things being written on paper and then sleeping under your pillow. I'm gonna sleep with my tree of dicks under my pillow. How about that? I'm gonna manifest. I'm gonna manifest one of them. I'll get one. <laughs> yeah, you're about to get one. Put it, just fill up the yeah, whole tree. That's all right. Yeah. I'll figure it out. Anyway, you asked me an interesting hypothetical today. Yes. A little, would you rather? Okay. Okay. So I'll ask you again. Would you rather have gotten married at young, let's say 25. Okay. Um, have kids right away at really young and you raise them and say at 65, so after 40 years of marriage, all your kids are out of the house, you and your husband divorce. He leaves you. Okay. Or would you rather not get married until 40, still have kids, but you remain married until you die at like 85, 90? Hmm. All right. Well, you thought of this question. Do you have your answer prepped? Uh, I would rather be single until 40 and mm -hmm. have my person until I die. Because uh, I just think the, um, I don't know that I'm someone who could like recover from the emotional wreckage of a divorce. Like I've had bad That's breakups tough. and I'm like, damn. I and mean, I, anyone that gets divorced immediately, their first thing is usually like, oh, if I knew it was going to be this hard, I maybe would have tried harder. Right. To stay together with that person. Yeah. And it also an important caveat, the question is, you get left. Like, you're not the one doing yeah. the leaving. I was going to say, yeah. like, well, the minute you were like, they leave you, I was like, fuck that <laughs> yeah. guy. Fuck that option. I don't <laughs> Like, if you just left it vague of you get divorced, I'd be curious if that would change anyone's answers. I think it would, because, like, it, I think it would feel different when you're in control. Mm -hmm. But, like, if you don't want the divorce, like, if you get left, you kind of assume that, like, you didn't want that. Mm. And then you got to get back out there. After your hip surgery. Okay. Um, the other thing. Wait, and kind of, I have a small question yeah, on the yeah. hypothetical. Yep. When you say single to 40, do you mean like you, you don't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend that whole time? Oh, no, no, you can. Okay. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. It's yeah. just not your person. Right. 
oh yeah, then yeah I definitely we're not pick. doing like 10 years of dating and yeah, then all yeah. of a sudden you get engaged none of that bullshit but like you meet your let's say you meet your person around 40. okay all right so it's like there's an opportunity that between you could have someone you think is your person and you still get your heart broken. yeah you get some flames all you right. get your teeth kicked in yeah you know then i i pick 40 though okay because i feel like oof, that would just be rough of i mean i've heard, i've gone through that streak before of like 10 years being like I haven't even really dated anybody. Yeah. And it starts to get to you. Yeah. It's. Because what's nice about this is I go, oh, I find someone. Like, there's just relief (laughs) in going, oh, so it happens. Like, that's all I want to know. Oh, it's just going to, it's going to happen. All right. Right. It happens at 40. Who cares? Well, I mean, you don't know. Right. I'm just saying it's going to happen. But in the scenario, (laughs) in the scenario, I'm like, wait, either way, I get a husband. Pretty good. Pretty good odds. Pretty good odds. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, this is really thinking in positivity. Yeah. It's just like, you get one. I also think that I've, I mean, now we're both basically 30 and single, yeah. right? So it's like, I think that the people who I dated in my early 20s, early and like mid 20s, I was such a different person when I was dating them that I think if I had like stopped the train there mm. and gotten off and married those people, I today would be a very different person. I would not be living the life that I'm living. Right. But as like, I have changed so much in that time mm-hmm. that like, I just, I would be a totally, totally different person. And I don't think I would be happy with like the life that a 25 year old married Molly would live. I think I would look back with a lot of regret. Yeah. Um. But then also in this scenario of like being the person that gets left, it's like, then you have regret on top of being alone. See, but that's, that's what's hard is like, cause if you were to ask me right now, like, like there's no way for me to know right now if I will get married and definitely meet someone and by what time, right? There's no way to know. Right. So like right now, me and my dating life, the fear is more getting to age, say 40, like this scenario and still not have met anyone mm-hmm. and just being like at that age, then, you, then you look back and you think, oh, should I have prioritized dating more should i have tried yeah. more to meet someone and made that more of a priority over like my career whereas mm-hmm. like when you look when you when you look at like a 25 you're like oh man if i was 25 and got married and da, 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 it's like yeah where we're sitting right now because like we like where our lives are at yeah so it's like it would be i don't, I, don't I mean i understand the hypothetical is like different than what i just brought up but it's like that is the unknown for me right now it's like yeah you never know what you're gonna look back in life on and go, ah, I should have like stopped doing that at that point, or I should have tried harder for this, or I should have, you know, put more focus in that area. I think you're inevitably going to have regrets about something if you really look back and like put everything under a microscope. So I think it's, that's really hard to avoid. So I think the challenge is really to look forward and be like, okay, at this point in my life, what do I want most? Or what Mm. am I going to want most? And how do I put myself on a path to get there? Right. Because we are at the age where you have to start kind of setting up those tracks a little bit. Mm. Because I, I have no idea how I got to be 30. <laughs> you're not even Honestly, there yet. And you're, you're tweaking. I feel it. I Listen, that was, those are my whole 29 year. Yeah. Um, I have like, what, 48 weeks left? <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you this question? What? All right. Let's change your hypothetical just a little. Okay. 25 and you're divorced by 65. You have kids. Yeah. Your other half... 40 you meet your person mm-hmm. you don't have kids but you're with them the rest of your life which which one do you choose 
Ooh, that's tough. That's a tricky one. I think a lot of women would still pick the 25 scenario because if you really want kids. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm at that point. I think I might pick 25. I honestly don't know which one I would pick because it's like kids feel very up in the air for me just as it is. Right. Really? I thought you wanted kids. Uh, I would like to have them if I can afford to have them. And I find someone by a certain time in life. But that's why it's like I kind of have my own personal timeline of like once I hit a certain age, if it's not happening anytime close to that age, I think I'll be like, it's not like I'll miss the boat. Yeah. And we we disagree a bit on what that age is, because to me, 40 isn't too old. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily too old. I, I mean, uh, me having them physically. Myself. Right. And same. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I like genetically. I know I don't anticipate that actually like being tough because both yeah. sides of my family had kids at 40 right that like i don't have a hundred percent way of knowing but like also i'm not opposed to adoption so for me like and being in a house with older parents like to me it like kids at 40 just doesn't seem like out of the question yeah i'm not saying it's absolutely crazy i think it's just a personal preference right of, like i don't know Right. But like, that's I really why I think we know. are different yeah. on this answer. It's because I think we approach that age differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's like, I don't know. I'd have to really sit and think about it. If the kids, it was like kids are, you had to get married younger. And if you pick the older option and you're together forever, but no children. It's very interesting. Yeah. Because I'm like, what do you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> At that point, I'm like, I don't know if I want 50 years of conversation. We got to spice it up a little bit. Do we get dogs? <laughs> So I would I would bet you would get several dogs. I think we need something. a damn zoo if we're gonna fill fifty years of conversation. Something without a kid. That's almost that's almost as like the Catholicism coming out in both of us of like wait 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 we get married and there's we don't have children. What was the point? <laughs> What's the point of this whole fucking thing? <laughs> yeah right. Because like, you could also look at it like this right. Keep all your money. Uh well that's one thing. <laughs> it, it was gonna be money though. You do know me well. <laughs> I, I was gonna I was gonna pivot to money. Um, <laughs> no i thought of like you know the minute you're like in a relationship where dual income is happening is mm-hmm. so fucking sweet and dope is that it? i think it would be you don't think that'd be cool depends on the dual part of it though all right all right say they at least make the same as you let's just okay yeah that that's great right? okay so yeah. it's like it's like you you, kind of, you just doubled your money right right like granted there's two of you but you doubled your money all right, right. and okay. then you're getting some tax benefits and shit all that stuff right yeah like just think new york city life of one bedroom apartment nice split the rent fucking beautiful time to be alive you Do know? know how much i've thought how great it would be if you and i could share a room yeah <laughs> you know? i've thought about it <laughs> yeah. i've thought about it i thought about it we can get I'm the like, damn. sickest one bed yeah <laughs> right I, i've looked at them <laughs> i know i i know i'm trying to help a buddy find an apartment and i just i keep browsing places i'm like ah if i had that dual income baby <laughs> i, I can do it yeah um, but like that'd be kind of like i kind of see it as like when you upgrade your lifestyle in a way so yeah. it's like oh okay if you always were dual income and then you suddenly are divorced at 65 and depending on if you're working or not, or maybe you were supposed to retire soon. And now that like fucks up all your money plans. Yeah. Cause now your money is split. Yeah. Whereas like rest of my life, it's like, oh, nice. Of like, once I get that dual income, that's for life. Like, yeah. there we go. We're taking that's, it to the top. That's true. Yeah. Vacation buddy forever. Uh, also that. That's important. That's also nice. Yep. Yeah. And the dual income on the vacations uh-huh. too. You can ball out pretty mm-hmm. hard. I don't know. 
it's just it's a lot of time to like it's just <laughs> a no lot kiss. of time funny yeah. i feel like you'd get into coaching or something i probably would or make the husband do something. yeah yeah yeah. send him off yeah i would just yeah. start breaking stuff in the apartment <laughs> oh, <absolutely. laughs> i'd be like oh this is bro can you handle this honey? <laughs> i don't know what keeps happening oh i thought you meant to go shopping i was like if you don't oh. think that's already my plan <laughs> no. do you know how many times i did that as a kid <laughs> or to like not have to do things yeah i was supposed to mow the lawn as a kid and i didn't want to do it anymore so i pretended i accidentally ran over my mom's garden wow and we had to like go get a new tractor and everything i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> never had like, to do that oh, job again it. yeah so yeah i uh yeah. i feel like i'm gonna be a great wife i learned a lot of good interesting question on. yeah what i like about this question is i feel like it puts life into perspective where it's just like a lot of us get impatient around these things i feel yeah. that way or you're just kind of like just when is it gonna happen so that's yeah. why the scenario i just was relieved of like oh it happens <laughs> like, <laughs> like i was just like no it happens all right give me either of them shit yeah. <laughs> you know like <laughs> but it like makes you just be like oh yeah I'm, i like you'll feel so impatient and then it happens and then that impatience is just like gone yeah i guess so oh man but do, do you think that anxiety ever leaves that like they're just gonna leave you <laughs> <laughs> Is that why we have Sunset Lake CBD? Uh, yeah. I mean, is that why we're sponsored by uh, anti-anxiety products? Um, <laughs> funny. I've never had a... I don't have that super badly, I guess. Oh. It keeps me up. I, well, so I, on, my friend Allie, she loves to ask the question, what's your biggest fear? Mm. And I tried to get out of it one day and just like say sharks and move on. And she was like, shut the fuck up. Like, what's your real fear? And she pulled out of me that it was Im- abandonment. Mm. So... I have this like awful, awful fear of just being left. Interesting. I don't know. It's just, it's something that I'm always like, oh, like when you trust somebody, they can still leave you. Yeah. Anybody can leave at any time. Yeah. Like, I think that's, that's my biggest beef of like when I've dated people in the past and they were like all not doing girlfriend, boyfriend title, but we were exclusive. And I remember just saying, just cause I'm your girlfriend doesn't mean you can't leave. Right. Like I was like, even if I was your wife, you could still one day leave. Like the exactly. option to yeah. leave is always there. Yeah. You Sometimes just... you just have to sign paperwork. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> but I just was like, anyway. So if you have anxiety like us, uh, try Sunset Lake CBD, who sponsors the pod uh, and use our promo code SGS20 for 20% off. And if you want more than 20% off, you got to join our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot where we debate these types of topics into even more depth, I would say. Uh, It gets real personal down there. Yeah, it does. Sometimes we cry. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't cried in a while, so that's good. I know. Yeah, we have been. It's been a long time. No. We're we're due. Yeah, we are due. We're due for a cry. So try it. (laughs) When we have 300 members, we'll have a deep crying session if that's what you guys request, because it's up to you. It's up to the fans. It's up to the Patreon gang um but yeah we also have an option on there if you just want to support the podcast for three dollars a month uh you don't get the extra episodes but we'd really appreciate it and show some love for the show and you can also support us by using our sponsors because they're dope they support us and mm-hmm. you support them so current promo code sgs20 for 20 percent off and i highly recommend if anybody is currently getting into gray's anatomy for the first time because it is a stressful show <laughs> i'm shocked you're watching that i put it off for so long because i knew i would probably really like it it's such a good show can i say this yes Immediately upon watching it, like the first season, you know what my vibe was? I was like, this is Sex in the City with Doctors. Ooh, 
the okay. whole format of the show. Yeah. She narrates stuff, even how it starts. Yeah. Like she starts by being like, you know, guilt is this. Thing. It's like she's a writer. A and little, then, yeah. She's but it's, just very smart, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. There's just like medical terms thrown in, so I don't think people see it. But it's yeah. just like so funny of like, does he want me back or was he just performing a tracheotomy? <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's, like, it's just like whisper voice. But since there's so much lingo in there, like I'm not, I'm just not going to be surprised if one episode they're just like, he fixed his heart, but will he fix mine? <laughs> like, there's some shit like that yeah well you know what i mean like i was like this is very sex in the city to me yeah no well now i gotta rewatch a little eh, for, for that vibe It'll are get you your season one still i'm on season three. Oh, <laughs> I have a you problem. burn through that <laughs> oh my god those are hour-long episodes <laughs> they're 40 minutes for, okay 40. okay all right okay but uh yeah uh, yeah, I have a problem. We, we got to talk off mic. I have a problem. Because then they keep making me uh, struggle to fall asleep. And if I don't take the CBD, then I don't go to sleep. Yeah. And then I'm like, wow, it's 2 a.m. And I just watched way too much uh, trauma happen in an ER. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets a lot worse. It gets a lot worse, dude. Buckle oh, up. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, fun show. <laughs> Hopefully you're not going to be getting on any planes anytime soon. Uh, I that, one, that one will scar you. All right, get well, there. No, I'll slow it down. Yeah, you're you're gonna want to. All right. Well, anyway, if anyone's watching Grays, DM me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's get into our chapter here. Uh, the Maker Move Offline Dating Challenge. Wait, can I say this? Mm-hmm. I like that this is very targeted at women and telling them to make their move because most things we read, as listeners know, do not say this, and especially things written by men. Very true. But yeah, this is this is why it's been recommended. Everyone's like, you girls need to read this book. It's literally what you've been trying to tell people. <laughs> um, all right. So it says uh, this make your move offline dating challenge it a challenge to consider it a romantic cleanse. It's sort of like a juice cleanse, except this one improves your love life instead of your immune system. Follow my advice for three months. Use the blueprint below and you can thank me later. Does three months feel like a long time? I don't know that I've done anything in dating for three months like even actually including having a boyfriend like the title really i thought it was three not the title oh okay well you, you okay. know all right but from from see season, what you're yeah mm. yeah mm, then technically me never me. yeah oh no high school yeah yeah high school i had <laughs> i had three months there yeah. uh that was pretty good um all right so step one we mentioned this before it says delete every dating app from your smartphone uh, or, you know, log out of it online, whatever you use, turn off all notifications, emails, etc. So step two, make a list of all the single men in your life whom you've ever wondered about. Go through your immediate friend group, past and present coworkers, friends you kept in touch with from college, the charming real estate agent who helped you find your last apartment, uh, the cute guy you banter with at the deli, the trainer at the gym, the nice guy in apartment 5E who's always walking his dog. If you ever wondered about dating him, he needs to be on your list. I feel like my list would be really short. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried to make mine yet, but it's like, okay, top of my head. It's like, there's one person, but they have a girlfriend now. (laughs) So So I have no list. I'm like, oh yeah, that one person I knew that caught my eye and I didn't make a move too quickly. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So step three, now build your list by asking friends and family for help. I understand that this will not be easy. It's embarrassing to ask friends for setups. It's hard for them too. Nobody wants to offend a close friend by setting them up for a man who may not be up to her standards. I have two solutions to this problem. The first one is easy. Just blame me. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> hey, I'm reading this crazy dating book that this guy wants me to do online dating clients. And then et cetera, et cetera. And uh, just ask them, do you know any single guys you could set me up with? I know it sounds silly, silly, but can you help? Wait, I think he makes a really interesting point here, though, of no one wants to offend their friend yeah. by not being up to their standards. So what do you do if your friend sets you up with someone or like proposes that you go out with someone and you're like, this is what you think I can pull? So do you mean physically? Because this is the number one complaint yes. of any setup ever. Yes. Yeah, it's it's insulting. I've had people try, and you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You're like, hmm, all right. Do you go? Um, I've never had someone try hard, because now at social media, it's a very just like, oh, there's this person. Look them up. Situation. Yeah, look them up and let me know. Like, it's kind of the thing of like, I know this person. They're really great. Da-da-da. Here's their stuff. So it's almost right. like, I'm not even going to try to sell you one way or the other on appearance, whether they are really hot or they're not. Because I had a friend recently hit me up about a guy. Uh, he lives in LA, of course, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, but it was like friend of a friend and she knew and she was just like, oh, but she just sent me his Instagram and I went and I was like, this guy's very attractive. Yeah. Like, but she wasn't sitting there like having to sell it. Just was like, here's the Instagram. Here's the background. Let me know if you want to get set up. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I mean, I feel like family does that more. Yeah. That can't. Yeah. Cause the concerns of family are more, way more who the person is right than appearance especially if you know they're older family members yeah and people that have been married for years so they're just like look at my husband he didn't look at that when i married him right. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. you know yeah. like they're like i'm living proof of like what it takes to make a long-term relationship work yeah. so it's like looks are kind of their last thought right except for men yeah men yeah so it's older women men are always thinking about looks uh, looks of women mm -hmm. yes, yes 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 of men not really yeah i've overheard my mom saying to a guy of like oh i know this great girl da, da, da. and the guy's like eh, i don't know and then all of a sudden like my uncle popped in he just goes she's hot <laughs> <laughs> and then like walked off and the guy was like oh yeah i'll meet her <laughs> <laughs> but Sounds it's good. just but it's that fear of like okay what she look like and it's yeah. like yeah a lot of times people don't lead with like first of all they're a smoke show <laughs> like, right especially like a woman talking about another woman you're like yeah she's a great person <laughs> like, right Okay, but it's funny that the point he makes too is some friends uh, might feel awkward or not set you up because they don't know any people that are in your league. Mm. In, in a good way of they're like, you're yeah. a real catch and I don't know anybody uh, good enough for you. Yeah, because I think about that of like, my parents always ask me all the time of like, how are you and all your friends single? basically and yeah right <laughs> like you can't like set each other up and kind of stuff i'm like well if i knew someone that good i would be dating them and right but i think that's how most people feel right and also like when my friends do start seeing people we're the first ones to be judged judging them mm. you know of like who they have to bring them around and we basically like decide not decide but we give our opinion for mm -hmm. sure that's like yeah, that's that's really because I don't know anyone who I'm like is good enough to date you or good enough to date like Katie or Bella. Like, are there good single friends? Yeah, and we're like, I, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I struggle. Yeah, I mean, I have so many friends where I'm like, yeah, they're wonderful, and I don't know how they haven't found anyone yet. Right, they're Megan Hanley, friend of the pod. Yeah, we're always like Megan Hanley, so fucking great, beautiful, in shape, funny, yeah. smart, like. 
I'm like, like how? how come you don't got anybody? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> that's that's what scares me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's yeah. I'm having not the... better than Megan Hanley. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's when I really that's when I get nervous. I'm just yeah. like, wow, I think this girl's better than me. And I'm like, you're struggling over there. Yeah. Damn. If I ever start dating someone, they can never meet Megan Hanley. Yeah. Yeah. They can't meet. <laughs> Or Bella or Katie. No, yeah. <laughs> I will become a hermit. <laughs> right. Um, so, but this is also the interesting thought. This is kind of similar to matchmaker Maria's method of how she met her husband. Okay. She was like, look at who, whose boyfriends you really like. Yeah. And you like their qualities because the people they're friends with are probably similar to them. I like that. Um, so this says, it says visit the Facebook pages. So we'll, we'll change it to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the Instagram pages of the husbands of your married friends or boyfriends, I'll even say, um, and scroll through their friend list or who they follow. Um, and then it says specifically the husbands you admire. She figures that if her friend's husband is kind and smart and funny, there is a pretty good chance that the husband's single friends might be all of those things too. Well, it's also a little bit of theory of like the company you keep. Yes, of very much. If, you know, people, good people usually hang out with good people. Pieces yeah. of shit usually hang out with pieces of shit. Yeah, that was, uh, oof, that was a piece of dating advice I wish I knew a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had a guy tell me that. They were like, look at his friends. He is going to be a lot like his friends, even if he's not like it in front of you. Yeah. Or not like it in front of them when you're there. Because they were like, you never know how they're going to act when you're not there. Yeah. And it's like, they wouldn't hang out with those people that are like kind of delinquents in a way if they weren't also like that yeah i uh there's I had a lot a of guys of that can hide it yeah a lot of guys can hide it oh or you think my guy's different he's yeah, not he's not he's and not. especially when they point out the things about their friends uh-huh that then you find out that they do yep like that's real fun that's the real that's, peek behind yeah, the curtain it's like you showed me yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the only time i'd say it maybe doesn't apply is like if they're on a uh, sports team because it's like right you aren't technically really close friends with everyone on the team automatically it's right. like there'll be pockets that hang together yeah so that's, that's the only time i've seen where it's like no no, no these three are like really good guys the rest of these guys <laughs> not so much yeah animals <laughs> yeah. but if, if it's like an after work league it's like okay you're picking those teams oh right, right you know right. like yeah. today that's you know, different right that's not a real <laughs> yeah. sports team exactly that's what i'm saying like the, yeah. today i mean no one no one listening to this is dating the yankees you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I assume the Yankees are all friends. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> um, yeah, it says, after identifying the prospects who seem the most interesting, the final step is to talk to your friends about their husband's friends. If the reviews you get back are positive, then ask for a setup. This okay. way, they don't have to think as much because you've already done the legwork for them. Interesting. Mm. Do you think, like, let's use Matchmaker Maria as an okay. example. So she w- went to a different city to meet yeah one of the friends what do you do you think you would do that or like do you think that's something that people should be doing or like i don't keep it in your area like how do you how do you discern which friends to ask about i guess i don't know yeah i feel like that's where it gets tricky well i think it partly depends on distance yeah so hers was new york to boston which is not that bad um and second i believe when she said it it was like the first setup that she got where yeah, she so. specifically gave someone a task and said, hey, when you hang out with all your friends one night where women are also there, uh, please invite me to come. Mm-hmm. And she was like, they held up their end of the bargain, so I couldn't not go. Okay. So yeah. it's like she didn't specif- specifically point someone out. I feel like if you're specifically pointing someone out, look, yeah, you could weed out long distance for sure. 
Yeah. But it's like, I understand from her perspective being like, well, I asked him to do it. I asked the husband and he did come through. Yeah. And you don't think you're going to, you know, get a home run on the first try. Right. So yeah, I get why she went. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, yeah, my friend uh, who lives in LA who forwarded me this great guy, she's my best friend from childhood Mm -hmm. that I'm like, well, I would trust her opinion on this person. And she really knows me. And she already like showed him me and stuff. So she was like, he's interested. I'm like, well, why not? And that's a town I do go to. So I'm like, I'll meet him. Yeah. Why not? What do I got to lose? You know? But it's just like, yeah, ideally, no, I would like someone in my own city. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think that's where it gets really tough. Yeah. But think realistically, like we're from Binghamton area. My brother's there. He dates in that area, but he's like dated people that lived in like Ithaca or Syracuse. And that's a 45 minute or an hour drive. But it's just like, there's less options around here. Yeah. So he's like, look, an hour drive, who cares? Yeah, it's That's not bad. not crazy, no. you know? So, yeah, I think a lot of people gotta, you gotta have a little bit of wiggle room. Especially okay. if it's just to meet someone. Yeah. Maybe I should stop being like, don't go to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it says, take the friends and family list, add it to your original list. Men on your offline list are real people. Men whom you probably can trust to act like decent human beings on a first date. Your online matches... Who knows? <laughs> God, online matches, I feel like it's almost like a 30% chance it actually happens, a date. Yeah. That you're talking to. Like, I, I just don't even expect to actually meet any of the people I match with. Yeah, but it's, uh, Jared Fried has that theory. It's like, yeah, it just makes them accountable. Right. I think also, like, I've gone out on setups before, and it does take a little bit of the nervousness out, because there's, like, mm-hmm. the sense of familiarity and just you have something to relate back to in a conversation yeah whereas like a first date it can be uh, like a first date on an from an app can just feel very like surface level of like what's your job where are you from and mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it just feels a little bit more like a q a than a conversation yeah or it's a <laughs> i mean i just had this join the patreon uh if you want to hear about my most recent kind of setup date um that uh we kind of made fun of the mutual person we know. Yeah, that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that great. we don't like that person. We love that person. But it just was an easy... Man, that was an easy icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah, it gives you something in common. It gives you something to talk about. And then it just says, the guy you know from church isn't going to ghost you. <laughs> I'm like, that's still not guaranteed, though. No, I've no. had plenty of real life ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it makes the point of like, yeah, someone else you kind of know isn't going to send you a text calling you a bitch. And it's like, well, yeah, because if you know them from some circle, you might run into them again. So people right. behave better. Yeah. Mm. Or you might tell someone yeah. that you mutually know, and yeah. then it just becomes a thing. Right. Yeah. You don't want the feedback from your setup date to be like, don't ever set that person up with anyone right. again. Because that happens in Matchmaker's Maria's, Maria's world. Yeah. She'll, she'll like get rid of clients, but she'll be like, I don't care. I'm not, I don't care how much money you pay me. I'm not setting you up with anybody. Yeah. Like, Oof. damn. I also feel like this might not necessarily be true, but to a degree, I do feel like when someone is setting you up with someone or like you're having a conversation with a friend about a mutual person that you know that you're going to go out with, Mm -hmm. there is almost that extra layer of confidence that you most likely are looking for the same thing because like if you're going out with someone who I know and I know that that person just fucks around all the time and is like seeing a bunch of people, I might Uh be like, 
how about you don't yep. you know <laughs> yeah or you would hope that your friend would like at least let you know mm-hmm. that you know what this might not be someone looking for a long term yeah oh i've done that with friends because of just the comedian pool i yeah. have access to it's majority is men mm-hmm. uh majority of them are single mm-hmm. uh but it's like yeah the majority of them just kind of fuck around and they're all emotionally damaged <laughs> Yeah, there's also that. Yeah. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, of that pool, there's only a handful of guys I'd be like, okay, these guys I'd be like, yeah, date. Like, I would date them right. situation. But it's like, yeah, the rest of them I'd be like, if one asked me out, I'd be like, yeah, he's a fun time. Yeah. Like, that's but that's it. You've given me that review before. Yeah. And you're usually correct. I am correct. <laughs> Word gets around. Yeah. Reputations matter. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. And you can find more about that on the Patreon. So It's like Amazon reviews for men over there. Yeah, seriously. Well, there used to be an app that existed. Yeah. What was it called? Like Stutter Dud? Oh, there was it? another one. I think it was called oh. like Lulu. Oh, I never used that. And it's that. like, yeah, you just, you, that one you strictly uh, rated their like uh, sexual hookup skills. Oh. Yeah, wild. Right? <laughs> That's amazing. But it had like, it had details. It had like cuddly, oh. not a cuddler. <laughs> we should bring it back. No, we okay. <laughs> I'm not above it. Um, All right. So then the last step of the list is to rank the list, starting with the men who you would most like to date. And it says up until now, dating has always involved men choosing you. And then you evaluating whether those men who ask you out are worthy of your time. Doing the choosing will be something different. Guys have a lot of experience with this. So let me offer you some advice before you start (laughs) ranking your list. A guy will often ask out the woman he thinks is most likely to say yes ahead of the one he really likes best. He does this because it's easier on his ego. He does this because he, like you, fears rejection. Then years later, maybe he discovers the woman of his dreams, the one he always was afraid to ask out, liked him too. So my advice, don't do what guys do. You've come too far to settle now. Please, please, please do not rank your third choice ahead of your first choice just because you think your third choice guy is more likely to say yes if you ask him out on a date. If the guy who gives you the happiest, happy feeling is someone from work, but you're worried he's just nice to everyone, and boy, would it be awkward if that were true, he should still be number one on your list. You're not shopping for a used card here. You're searching for a life partner. (laughs) I don't want you to wake up 10 years from now and wonder about what might have been. That's a terrifying thought. Yeah, it is. Do you feel like you have a problem ranking people and going for the one you want, though? Uh, Problem in terms of, like, just going after who I think would is most into me or no of like like his scenario of like all right say there's like three guys you're like oh they're all attractive nice guys yeah but there's one you like the most yeah would that be the one that you're like dming first or like trying to make it happen first yeah 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 same here yeah like who are these people picking their third choice (laughs) i i think that's like a confidence thing though maybe i'm just like you know i don't go out for ice cream and and be like, oh, cookies and cream is my favorite flavor, but, you know, I should pick my third choice. Right. I'm like, I'm getting cookies. I'm going to try to get cookies and cream. They're out of cookies and cream. All right. I'll go to my second choice. Right. Yeah. And I also just feel like when I am interested in someone, I just, I also don't have the attention for really other people Mm. that I'm like, then why would I go to choice number three? Right. Because I knew that, I don't know. It just feels too easy. Yeah. And I would be thinking about choice number one. Like, I just, I know my brain that I would be on a date with them and be like, so actually, probably we'll talk about this on the Patreon. Okay. This happened to me that I hooked up with somebody, but I was like, 
the whole time like thinking about someone else Ooh. that because i like knew this was just like a one night stand i was just mm-hmm. like ah this is weird this is very weird creeps up on you it does Mm. yeah and so i just know that i mentally could not yeah put up a wall i think more what happens for women is like because we don't have this list right of interests yeah we've all been there where there's just like a guy giving you attention and you're just like oh this guy's into me yeah so you go out with them and you're like Mm -hmm. let me try this and like, well, let me see if he grows on me. Cause I'm not in like, I feel like that's more what happens. Yeah. It's like, you don't there. even think about like first choice or not. Cause we're just used to being like, oh, you know, men I've are supposed chosen. to pursue you. Yeah, yeah. You've been chosen. You should be so grateful. <laughs> you should give this guy a shot. You know, blah, 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 blah. Like whatever, you know. Say thank you. <laughs> yeah. That phrase, you don't want to be the one that loves more. Like. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. And I'm just like, if you think it with in relationships in terms of that, it's like, just, you should be single. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's just, that's just crazy. You should be divorced at 65. Yeah. yeah you're scenario one. You're scenario A. You die alone. Yeah. No pension package for you, lady. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Uh, all right. The final step, it says, and I love this. Ask your first choice guy out on a date. And maybe your second choice too, assuming they don't know each other. So it's like throw throw a couple shots out there. But I do think it's interesting that he says maybe your second choice too, because a lot of the advice out there is like go on a bunch of dates, try you know it's about the numbers, all mm-hmm. that shit. And he's like, no, actually, like take three solid months, really focus on what you want, one or two, yeah, and then go from there. Right. That I do kind of, I like that approach better. Mm-hmm. I'm um. with you, John. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I just like that he's literally like, okay, and then ask him out. Not like, okay, keep looking nice and just showing up where he is. Like, <laughs> Write his name on a piece of paper and put it under your pillow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Manifest it. Yeah, sleep with his name under your pillow. <laughs> just wear a Band-Aid and m- maybe he'll ask you what happened. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Real advice, people. That is a move. Just every day ask him to take a picture of you. <laughs> like, Carry a hat box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Every day at work, pretend to be lost. <laughs> Excuse me, do you know where my desk is, John? I keep forgetting. <laughs> I should repay you. Um, all right, so it says, how you do the asking is important. Do not ask him in a wishy-washy, roundabout way. Do not ask your coworker if he wants to grab lunch sometime. He may just think you are being nice. Mm-hmm. Two, be specific. Don't be afraid to use the word date. Depending on how well you know the guy, you could even try out this line. Hey, are you ever going to ask for my number? I like that. I like a bold move. Right? Your instinct will be to create some wiggle room, some deniability in case he says no. But saving face should not be your primary concern. There should be zero uncertainty in his mind that you are asking him out on a real date. Again, you've come too far to have things go awry simply because you were not clear and he was not as oblivious as all those guys on Ask Credit. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired at Reddit. Oh my god! I also think, like, how frustrating it is it as a woman when we're sitting there, we're like, I don't know if he's in me. He's like, I don't know. He said he wanted to like get lunch, but mm-hmm. it's you know a day date. Does that count? Like, how yep. many times have we all done this of just mm-hmm. asking if it was really a date? Not asking the guy, of course, asking your girlfriends, trying to assess uh. the situation. That's like be direct people it feels good and is attractive yeah when people are direct and ask you what they want 
Yeah, I can't. I can't stand that when a yeah. guy asks me a vague thing, and I quickly you just have enough of those things where you're like, I'm going to this, and I don't know if it's a date. Yeah, moments that I finally would just be like, Yeah, my go-to line is uh, as a date or as friends, mm-hmm. and it makes them choose. It does, and even if they don't fully choose, then I'll just be like, Yeah, I mean that's just two different outfits, and you're gonna want it to be a date, right? Because I hate. Oh, the worst is when you put in the effort, show up nice, and it's not a date. Yeah. And, you, and then you just feel embarrassed. Yeah. So the next thing it says is be direct. Would you like to go out with me on Friday night? Ask the question and wait for the answer. Let him fill the silence. Can I add into that? If you ask the guy, though, you should have a place in mind. Because um, if he's like, yeah, and then you'd be like, yes. okay, how about X, Y, Z? Like, don't th- ask him to make a plan for you if you're starting it. If he suggests a place, fine but definitely have a, a place in mind. Here's a, here's a follow-up to that. Yes. Should you say a place in your neighborhood? Um, Does that I think seem get the a, most... I think get away from work. Yeah, I would say if it's uh, a work relationship, yeah. not near the office. But I would say maybe something in between, because I, I messed that up recently. <laughs> I picked a place in my neighborhood, our neighborhood, but I thought the guy lived in my neighborhood and i found out later he didn't but i'm like oh shit i should have asked well because it's like a guy asking a woman out of the the quote gentlemanly thing to do is to go to the lady's neighborhood like make it convenient for the woman but it's like but if we flip to i'm asking this other person out i wouldn't say that means i pick a place in his neighborhood no and i don't think it would be bad for you to just pick somewhere near you and being like oh there's this great place uh you know in my neighborhood if you'd want to come to da 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 yeah as long as it's not like super super far I think that's fine. No. Yeah. All right. So if he responds, you mean like a date? Your response should be simple and honest. Yes, a date. Or yes, I hope that's okay. If he asks why him, again, keep it simple but truthful. Because I like you. Ooh. That's real bold. Ooh. Or I've always liked you, but if you don't feel the same way, that's totally okay. We can still be friends. Ooh, I might disagree a little on this. Yeah. Hit me with it. Straight up saying you like them before you even go on a date. I don't think it's good because how do you yeah. really know? You've never been on a date with them. Right. And I think that's like way too much giving upper hand as much as I'm not for playing games. It's just like, I feel like that's a lot. I feel like that's coming on strong. A lot of men do not get asked out by women. Yeah. So if you're going to make a bold move of asking someone out, I think just be direct. And I think guys don't like when a woman is like too into them. You know, how many times do they just like get freaked out? Yeah. Oh, like she was too into me. I like the suggestion of being direct, but I do agree with you now that you're saying that of like, I think just being like, yeah, like I'm interested in getting to know you like that. You know, right. uh, I do cut something to the effect of like, I feel like this could work. Yeah. Or I'd like to get to know you outside of blank. Yeah. So outside of work or, you know, or even like uh, if it was someone I met at a party and I like asked out, I would just kind of be like, well, I'd like to get to know you more. Yeah. I think that's a very basic, yeah. simple answer. Yeah. I would be more inclined to just be like, I don't know. I thought you were cute. Like, yeah. Cause that's just like indifferent of like, oh, you caught my eye. I don't know. Like men love those compliments too. I know. I would yeah. still try to stray away from that, but I would rather say that than being like, I like you. Yeah. It feels very like third grade. I, yeah. I agree. Tone it down. I, but I think offering like an out because it's like if a guy, if you ask a guy out and he's just asking all these questions, I feel like the guy just doesn't want to go out with me. Definitely not. Where yeah. I, I would just be like, I think at that point, if he said why, I would just go, hey, man, if you don't want to go, you don't got to go. Yeah. If a guy ever said why to me asking him out, I'd be like, you know what? Wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, 
I feel, my bad. I feel, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I feel like I've said this with simpler questions. I've, I've just looked at people and been like, you know, you can say no, right? Yeah. I'm like, it's okay to say no. Yeah. And then they're like, is it? <laughs> Why well, just feels like so degrading, like daggers to the heart. I'd rather a hard no, mm. just a no than a why. Who wants a why? That's weird. Yeah, now I have to explain myself. Yeah, it's just like if someone you asked me why. out. If someone asked you out, would you ever go, why? No. Like, you know? I uh, know I'm a catch. I know why. Yeah, right? And then, uh, well, the third income, uh, the, the third possible income, it tells us, is uh, he says no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And it says, believe it or not, this is not a terrible outcome. It may feel terrible in the moment, but if he says no, the good news is you'll never again have to wonder if he was the one. I like a good no and getting to move on. Right? I got things to do. Yeah. Like, let me let me move on. Don't give me any of this, like, in-between bullshit. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's, that. if it's a guy I've felt this, like, vibe from. I'm asking because I want to, like, find out what this is. Right. Like, I want my answer. Yes. Are you trying to date me? No? All right. See you at the deli. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever I see you and if we have a little flirt, fine. But, yeah. like... I'm not going to, it's not going to take up space in my brain. Exactly. The reason I want you to make it abundantly clear that you genuinely like him and are asking him out on a proper date is that the middle ground is too susceptible to misinterpretation. The more honest you are about your true feelings, the less likely it is that he'll try to take advantage of you. This probably sounds counterintuitive, but from a guy's perspective, a woman who coolly says, hey, do you want to grab a drink with me after work on Friday is more likely to be looking for a hookup than the one who nervously asks, hey, so I know I'm going out on a limb here, but I've always liked you and I feel really comfortable around you. And I was wondering if you would like to go out on a date with me on Friday night. His response to the former is more likely to be opportunistic, whereas his response to the latter is more likely to be sympathetic. See, that's what I don't like about the second one. Is it feel I would feel like, oh, you're just going out for me because you're like, oh, she's so nervous. Yeah. Like... I don't like I get what he's trying to say but I agree with you the like I've always really liked you it just feels like a lot to say in the beginning yeah that if you're just like hey like I've had a great time xyz uh I'm interested in in you like I'd love to get a drink sometime uh or like I don't know I guess use the d word and like go on a date I feel like that yeah I feel like if you're if you say like it's a date in there somewhere yeah that makes it like I'm not trying to hook up with you or Option B, go get a drink with him Friday and don't fuck him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's, like, that's so easy. Like, yeah. every guy goes on a date thinking, I'm coming here because there is a chance I will get laid. Yeah. Whether it's tonight or in the future. That's right. what motivates men to go on dates. To do anything. So, like, yeah, the easiest way of being like, oh, I'm not just trying to hook up with you is, uh, oh, you don't hook up with them. Yeah. Problem solved. Exactly. Also, the place you pick should send a vibe too yes very you know, true like if you're at a dive bar mm. and it's clear that you're just like getting hammered yeah yeah you're probably gonna fuck or he's gonna think you're probably gonna fuck but if you're just you know at a nice place and have like one or two drinks yep very yeah. different vibe you don't get drunk you don't do shots you don't, like there's so yeah. many things that are just yeah. like yeah you easily can give off that vibe yeah you want to know something interesting yeah a uh, friend of the pod we met at acme Lindsay metzelar mm-hmm her current fiance originally went out with her thinking she was a girl like it would just be a hookup thing. Really? Yep. He knew nothing about her then. He didn't. He didn't know her that well. No. Oh, okay. But he was like, oh, she's hot, and she kind of asked him out. Yeah, that's not kind of. She did. She did. She made the first yeah. move. So I think he kind of was like, oh, this girl wants a bang, and then went out with her and was like, oh, that's not 
what she is and what she looks for. Wow. So it's just Very like, yeah, <laughs> just don't fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that just hard. Don't do it. <laughs> it's not hard. Um, okay. There is a term for this though. Uh, it says psychologists call this the beautiful mess effect. It turns out there's a sizable gap between how we interpret vulnerability in others and how we perceive vulnerability in ourselves. Vulnerability is courage in you and inadequacy in me. Ooh. No display of vulnerability evokes a higher level of admiration and affection than a a confession of a love. According to a study by a trio of psychologists, falling in love, we are often afraid to speak openly about our feelings. Yet, if we stay silent, the thoughts about what could have been can haunt us for a long time, whereas talking openly about our emotions might become the foundation of a good relationship. I feel like that is the foundation of a good relationship, right? You just got to find the one where it works. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Or I think this is just touching on like, there's uh, like not even vulnerability. I see it as like emotional intelligence. Yeah. And I think emotional intelligence is someone who is aware of their emotions and also comfortably expresses them. Yeah. Because that's, it's like, yeah, so there's going to be moments that are quote more vulnerable, but like a lot of times expressing your emotions isn't being vulnerable. Well, so in, in the, this example, it is. Yeah. And it's saying in the, what the beautiful mess effect yeah. or whatever. So it's saying that like the person who is being vulnerable, they feel extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. But like to the person who's watching their vulnerability, they actually see it as like a really admirable trait. So yeah. if the person is also interested in you, like it basically is like bonus points. Yes. yes. So it's worth it when it pays off to be vulnerable because the person who you show your vulnerability to and that level of emotional intelligence will be like super receptive to it. Oh, for sure. That's like, okay, but how many times do you have to lose? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I just, I agree with this and opening up and saying you like someone when you do like them. Yeah. But I'm just saying like, I don't think you know that you like them yet. And I don't think you have to, before a first date, exactly, have to like make a case as to no. why. No, no, it's no. It's like, no. hey, uh, I'm interested in you. I'd love to grab a drink sometime. Let me know if you would too. Or like, yeah. like he said, be specific. Like, I'd love to grab a drink on Friday if you're free. Right. Then well, it's, just go on the date. Yeah. And, and I feel like I've gotten better at this just from having to tell people I have herpes. Yeah. Because when I'm telling you I have herpes, is me vulnerably basically being like, I would like to like move this forward and have sex with you at some point. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it's me vulnerably basically being like, yeah, I do want to have sex with you, but I have to tell you this thing. Yeah. Like I don't bring that up if like, I'm not at that point because why it doesn't matter. You know? Exactly. But it's going to send mixed signals. Right. But I feel the same way of like when I like someone and I did do that in my last relationship. I remember finally being like, yeah, I'm into you. So like if you're dating other people and stuff like that would bother me. Yeah. And it's a vulnerable thing to say, but it's like, yeah but it's the truth like what's the other option it's just to sit there and wonder and wonder and yeah. be nervous all the time and like feel on edge yeah that's not good i've been there that sucks <laughs> <laughs> like it's a. I mean i think most people it's like yeah the beginning of dating someone there's a lot of like anxiety parts to it that are kind of moving because you don't know sure are yeah but then a lot of people like once you know like oh they like me i like them we're not dating other people or i'm their boyfriend i'm their girlfriend whatever stage it is that like you kind of just finally hit the like comfortability part. Yeah. And a lot of people like that's where they thrive. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm no longer worried about like, Oh, are, is it us together? It's like, Oh, we're together. Now. Like 
we can really, I guess, I don't know, be a team and like do things. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't hit that point. Yeah. When I hit that point, I'll let you know what happens. Yeah. But, but it sounds really nice. <laughs> I hit that point and uh, Space Jam didn't want to go outside anymore. So, you know, I haven't had a really blissful period of it. Right? Jesus. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but I like this. I do like this book a lot. I like John. You know what I'll say about his advice for asking out? What? I think also goes for breaking up okay explain uh, i think a lot of women a lot of people are not direct and basically being like i'm not feeling this anymore like whether it be someone you are actually together with or someone you've gone on a few dates with and you don't want to go out with again there's always those people that go i just feel bad hurting someone and i'm like did you, you got to say it you got it i think you're a thousand percent correct but i'm laughing so hard at my breakup conversation <laughs> it was straight up i don't think this is going anywhere i'm sorry over zoom my bad uh so he 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 was direct a, he was very direct um he was and, also direct in asking you out and making you his girlfriend that's true so that's true no wishy-washy with that guy hard banded maybe you two have been chatting i don't know yeah <laughs> But can I say this? Well, yeah. Your breakup was direct. Mine was not. Right. I think you got over your relationship much faster than I did with mine. Yeah, because it was just like cold turkey. We do not speak anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And and they weren't trying to do the, oh, I, I want to make sure I'm nice and check in and like keep it, whatever. It's like, no, 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 go. Just yeah. go. Just yeah. get out of here. Stay. Just stay yeah. away. Stay where you are. Be gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, get. <laughs> it's like when they got rid of Airbud. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not saying you know I was still would still would have been sad if I got broken up with the way you did. But uh. Oh yeah, I definitely got over it really fast. It's never fun, but it's yeah. like uh yeah, it's literally ripping off the bandaid. Yeah. It's a faster pain. I forgot about him as like a human being for a while in my life. Yeah. And I was like, well, I think he's we're still on- inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he has a new girlfriend. Uh, uh, well, they're, for, they're inside. Yeah, for this quarter. I'll have someone new next quarter. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway. Uh, good times. Good times. I think we will revisit this book. It's got a lot of interesting chapters, but uh, I think I'm going to I'm gonna try to make a list. Okay. I'm going to keep... <laughs> it's like we have a notes app on our phone for one thing, and then we're going to have a notes app for this other list of men. Is your notes app for guys you sleep with? Isn't, I thought that's what everybody does. Yeah. I was just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do not number it. That's what Do I was implying. Yeah. That's what I was implying. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, make sure, just cross-reference reference those in case you forgot anybody. Oh, hey. that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you actually Men from your past. <laughs> yeah. I was like, actually, look at those past lists and be like, how did I meet that guy? Yeah. And maybe it'll spark ideas for the other guys. Oh, I was drunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but where was I drunk? <laughs> and who was I drunk with? There might be a man you forgot. <laughs> That's the point. Okay. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening. Uh, you want to get involved, give us a suggestion for the pod, message us, uh, either DM us at shooters got to shoot pod or shooters got to shoot pod at gmail.com and follow the podcast. Follow us. I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.